we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And we are still podcasting from home, but first I want to remind you to check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. And uh, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast, and also give me your opinion on the word podcasting. Is that a thing? Did that work? Did I say that right? Is my English podcasting? That sounds like a perfectly good word to me. Yeah, podcast. I'll post it on the internet that it's actually <laughs> a proper use of the word, even if I it's add not. That, add that to the dictionary in 2020, right along yep. with the distancing, right? Podcasting, <laughs> social distancing, following one another. All right, go ahead, Mike. Tell them where they can find so you. Yeah, <laughs> you can find uh, our podcast on our host is anchor.com or anchor.fm. You can uh, also find it on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, and so many more of the podcast venues out there. Wherever you, whatever you like to use to listen to your podcast, you'll be able to find us. Yeah, we got you covered. So no excuse to miss the show. Also hit that notification bell or whatever notification means they have for you to keep you updated on whenever we drop a new show. We try to drop a new show um, every other week, just about if we can help it. And even with COVID nineteen, Mike, we've been we've been on point. I think we only missed one week. And I was the reason everybody had to vacate their offices. So I think we're doing pretty good. I, th I think so. I mean, considering you know that, that we only missed the one that that we just we weren't expecting this to last that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, I'm still surprised at how long it's lasted. How long we've been um, out of yeah. offices here, and uh, but we we we've, we've made a way, man. We, you know, life is about adaptation. Adaptation. But oh, yeah. without further ado, here, let's go ahead and get you to our guest. Got another guest here for you. And uh, his name is Eugene. I'll let him tell you his last name. And I want him to give us a brief description of who he is and what he does starting now. Ready, set, go. <laughs> thank, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. The last name is pronounced Bordoni. So that's uh, an Italian name from long ago. But um, I've, I've been selling real estate for about 32 years, which is hard for me to believe. That's that time has just flown by. And I've been a volunteer uh, with Henrico County for the vocational education program, CTE, which you guys are very familiar with, for about eight years now. Um, so I've been doing that uh, just to volunteer and help out with that program. But I did graduate back way back in 1978 from Holland Springs High School. And uh, my junior and senior year, I spent in the electrical program there. Mr. J.R. Gillette was my teacher. And things were very different back in those days. Uh, you know, we, we were restricted to staying in the classroom most of the time, but had a great teacher, uh, shared just a lot of life knowledge with us and, and taught us a whole lot about electricity. I did spend 10 years in the electrical trade once I left Holland Springs, went straight to work that summer and worked for 10 and a half years in the electrical trade. Uh, residential as well as some some commercial and uh, just had a great career in the electrical business and and then decided to start selling real estate after that so that's kind of how i got started all right all right so uh you mentioned you in, you've been involved in real estate for 32 years what type of real estate are you involved in 
residential, 99% uh, of it's residential, some light commercial, smaller commercial uh, here and there, but for the most part, it's been residential. And uh, how has COVID-19 uh, affected the real estate industry and how you do your job? Uh, it's affected a wide variety of careers. How, is it, how has it affected you and, and what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, basically, of course, social distancing is a big part of it, but, but for the most part, um, well, actually, I just stopped and bought some hand sanitizer, printed off some, some uh, notification information for people when they walk into one of my listings that's, that's going to hit the market today, which is left at the front door for people to see when they come in to please use wipes, sanitizing uh, lotions, and, and just be mindful, not let your children play with toys when they're in the house and that type of thing. So that's the biggest part of it, honestly. The rest of it has been, um, we, we don't ride around so much anymore in cars with our clients. We usually meet them at a property. So that helps. Uh, that is, that's changed, not because of COVID-19. That, that just changed over the years. But um, so we, we're not real close. We can do contract writing. We can, we can email listing documents to our sellers and they can sign them electronically and send them back to us, which all of that was in place. So that's, that's helpful as well. But uh, as far as the COVID-19, it's just, uh, just keep your distance and clean your hands and keep things sanitized as much as possible, honestly. Yep, yep. And I'm actually just impressed uh, that you were able to find some hand sanitizer, man, because I go to the store <laughs> and it is a, a struggle to find hand sanitizer uh, in general, let alone a Lysol. I don't think I've seen Lysol in the past couple months that we've actually been dealing with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely have to take social distancing in, in account. And uh, we've been seeing that uh, throughout all, most of the careers that we've interviewed as, as, as this uh, pandemic has continued here, Mike, right? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's been crazy. At some point I was hoping that things were gonna kind of level off and we were gonna start seeing, we wouldn't be dealing with these shortages, but it's, it kind of happens. But you, know, you said that you're a product of our electricity program and you graduated 1970, what'd you say? 78. 78. Yeah. Um, how would you say, would you be able to say that uh, you were, there were things that you learned in that electricity program from your teacher um, that you still carry with you today in your real estate career? Well, definitely. I think Mr. Gillette did an awesome job uh, back then. And he taught us, like I said, a lot about life, how to treat people. Um, the electrical business was a great, great business for me. It, it does carry forward into my real estate business because like I said, I left Highland Springs. I went to work within two weeks. Uh, so I, I hit the ground running, worked for a small electrical company there in Highland Springs. And I learned a lot about construction. So naturally when I, when I became a realtor, I knew more than most when it, when it comes to the construction of a home, because I had, I had crawled under them. I'd been in attics. I'd been inside and out. So I learned a tremendous amount that, that did carry forward into my real estate career. So that, that was very helpful for me. Um, the program, like I said, back then was a little different. We'll get into details on that soon, I hope, but it, uh, I definitely learned a lot. What would you say, you know, with your experience, you know, still being part of CTE now and your volunteer efforts, how has teaching changed 
between when you were in class versus what the, the students are receiving now? Well, I haven't actually spent any class time recently. I have not been in class. I have been okay. to, I have been out to job sites when the students are actively working on the houses that we mm-hmm. build now. So I have been there to see the training there, which is incredibly different from what I had when I was in high school. When we were at, when we were at Holland Springs, you guys may not remember this, but there was a there was a framed. Now we let's say it was a garage for the most part, but it was a framed structure in the parking lot right there beside the vocational building. We would lay out the diagram what needed to be put in as far as lighting, electrical receptacles, things like that. We would go into the parking lot. We would wire this building, or this this structure, and connect everything, put the switches on, receptacles, and then, of course, we would take it all apart and, and, and remove everything so the other class could come in and do the same. So that's where our on-the-job on training took place, was in the parking lot. Today, the students are building houses. I mean, we have for sale right now a 3,000 square foot house in Henrico County, all brick, which the kids have, they've worked on on the brickwork, the framing, the carpentry inside, uh, HVAC, the electrical, they do it all hands on. And it's really something that they can be proud of. 50 years, they can ride down the road and they can sit right by that house and show their children or their grandchildren that, that they built, they were part of building that house, which is incredible. I mean, it's a tremendous difference from what I experienced. What I had was awesome at the time, but what's taking place today is, is amazing. Yeah. I think the exciting part about it is, is that it's, it's not the fir- first house. This is yeah. the 18th house. Correct. 18th or 19th house that has been built by students since this program, the house, house bidding program uh, began. That's, that's, that's correct. And they built a, an extremely well-built home uh, because, like I said, I've, I've been around this most of my life. I've seen a little bit of everything, and, and the houses that the students construct are incredibly well-built. All right. So let, let's go back uh, and talk a little bit more about you, Mr. Uh, Bardoni. Um, how did you make the trans- transition from elect- electrician to real estate agent? Like, how did that work? Just go a little bit more in depth uh, for how, the, how that worked. Well, it was, uh, I had been working in the electrical trade, like I said, for about 10 years and, and I'd been traveling a lot. I was out of town spending most of the week in different parts of the state working. And, and a friend of mine had been working, uh, for another company back in, in that time. And he had decided to get his license. So we started talking and one thing led to another and, and we were pretty close still are today, but I decided I'll get my license. I'll, I'll, check it out and see what it's all about. And that's kind of how it started. And I, and I, I did get involved, um, worked part-time in the real estate business for probably six months, I'd say, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just get my feet wet and then transitioned into the real estate, left the electrical behind. But uh, I'll tell you this, I, I still have my tools with me every day, <laughs> which is it's good and bad because I can, I can fix just about anything. Uh, which is good and it's bad because uh, <laughs> it, it is. It's a great thing. And that's, and it comes from what I learned back then in those days, uh, attending, you know, Holland Springs and learns that's where it all started really to get, get my hands 
on things to fix things. And I, and I still do that today. I mean, I feel like we run into this all the time, every episode, uh, Mike, especially when we're doing something that's concerning uh, the skilled trades that skilled trades just teaches you skills that last a, a lifetime. Right. I mean, even if you don't end up uh, in that particular career path, you still have some skills that uh, you'll never uh, you'll never not have a use for. Um, so. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I, I graduated from uh, Chesterfield County Schools, you know, back in 1984 and had uh, two year. Uh, was in their technical um, education program for two years in automotive and, and did do that for uh, different companies for a little while and then moved on to, to other things. But I still have those skills. And, and I think that my teachers back then um, in the automotive program uh, instilled in me and my, of course my father did too, and, and the a work ethic that I still carry with me today. And, and, and the skills that I learned there also, the, the hands-on skills still uh, um, are with me today and able to, well, I, I, I still tend, I tend to, it's easier sometimes to take my vehicle to somebody else to fix. <laughs> of course. You know, right? My age in my fifties. And, um, but the smaller things I'll, I'll still, you know, do, do on my own. And um, if I, I don't feel like it's going to be take up too much weekend time. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Hey, hey, Eugene, have you seen uh, COVID affect electrical workers and how they do their jobs? Have you had any experience with that as it relates to COVID-19? In the early, early parts of COVID, when it first surfaced and the fear that everyone had, it did slow down some new construction because everyone was a little afraid to have too many people in a, in a dwelling at one time. So it was some fear there, which slowed things up. It, it did slow some of the materials getting to the job. So felt it a little bit. Seems to be getting much better now. It doesn't seem to be that much of an issue. I think most people have adjusted to it and, and realized just to keep your distance and clean your hands and, and do what they've been telling us to do. So it seems like things are, are starting to come around and get, get a little bit back to normal on that. Um, but we're still feeling a little bit here and there. You'll hear, you may hear it's a shortage of, of lumber or something for well, which is coming. I think we're going to experience that soon. Uh, but that, that could be an issue here soon. And, and they've related to COVID, of course. But um, Are you, are y'all experiencing other types of shortages too when it comes to home construction? Right. I, I personally have recently experienced just with home appliances um, having a, an issue where the factory stopped working and there's a shortage of washing machines and, 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 and dishwashers and different things like that. Are you, are you seeing that with other types of um, things too for home building besides the lumber? I haven't heard much of that. Uh, it's possible that it is taking place, but I haven't heard that. Uh, I think, I think where we're going to feel that is probably in the next few months because I think they had enough stockpiled to, to supply us in the, in the first 90 days of this. So I think we're probably going to feel some shortages here and there of different things. So it wouldn't surprise me if we do, but um, so far I haven't had that, but um, you know, I don't, I, I sell more resale properties than I do new construction, but at the current time, I haven't, I haven't experienced anything like that, but wouldn't surprise me. On the topic of houses, you have worked closely with CTE and our house building project. Uh, how have you been able to get involved there and give us your opinion on the program in general? Well, 
obviously, uh, I love the program uh, because not all kids or, or students are, are college bound. And our country needs these students to come out and they're educated. They understand the business. They know what they've, you know, they, they've had two years of training, which is incredible because you get to spend more time in that classroom than your normal class. I mean, a, an English class, maybe what, 45, 55 minutes. So the CTE programs, most of them, you'll spend two and a half hours with your teacher, right. which builds an incredible relationship. Uh, and the, and the value of this program is, is amazing. I mean, I wish we could just make it happen all over the country and let everyone experience what Henrico County is experiencing because it's extremely value. I mean, valuable to, to the students and the community and, and people that employ them. I mean, how, how fortunate is, is someone that has a business that's able to have a 18 year old come out of high school that first day on the job, they got a good grip on what's taking place and what needs to take place. Right. Easy to train. They're familiar with everything. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a fantastic program. And I really, really wish that we could, it could spread across the country. And it's just incredible. How, how are you involved uh, directly, uh, Mr. Bardani? I mean, uh, you've been volunteering here for quite some time. So just talk a little bit about how you're involved. Well, what I did early on, um, I was actually, I'd been thinking about volunteering. It was, it was really strange how it happened. Uh, I'd been thinking about it a little bit here and there and in idle time and, and a realtor whom I've known for a really long time, Lib Brawley. Uh, she was actually in the Henrico County school system when Dr. Brochure was principal at Highland Springs. Well, Liv had transitioned into real estate when she retired from the county and she was volunteering for CTE. And, and she had been volunteering for a while and, and she said, you know, I'm gonna retire. She said, I wanna give things up. She said, would you be interested in volunteering as the real estate agent for the program? I said, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't ask twice. I mean, <laughs> I said, it's, it's perfect for me. Yeah, I came right out of those doors. I said, it's a great opportunity for me, something that I'm close to. I understand. Yes, I'll do it. And uh, that's kind of how it happened a little over eight years ago. And uh, I love it. I feel like it's, a, you know, it's a great purpose. I mean, it's really, really uh, just a good program. And I, and I enjoy being part of it. So basically what I do as the students build the houses, I naturally go visit from time to time and see what's going on and progress and see where we are. And once the properties are complete, I list them in the uh, CVR MLS, which is Central Virginia, Richmond Real Estate. So I list the properties and, and um, sell the properties for the foundation and and then we take the money and put the money back into the foundation and, and start another house. And that's kind of what I do. It takes about, it depends on the size of the house. This, this house that we're, I just put on the market is probably the largest. I know it's the largest since I've been volunteering. Uh, like I said, close to 3000 square feet. It's, it's a little over 1500 square feet of finished space upstairs and then an unfinished basement, same 15, a little over 1500 downstairs. So, it's uh, it's the largest that I've sold for the foundation. 
Um, but that's what I do. I volunteer 100% my time and, and, and sell those houses and put money back in the foundation and we go build some more houses. Hmm. It's got to feel good to be able to get back to a program that you actually came out of though, right? Because again, oh. you are a product of our electricity program at, at Howard Springs. Yes, no, no question. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy uh, being part of it. And, and it's very rewarding for me. Like I said, uh, you know, when I did not, I'm serious. I answered Lib as quickly as I just, <laughs> as you, as I just told you, I, I did not say I'll get back to you tomorrow. It was, yes, I'll do it. I'm, I'm definitely doing it. So uh, it was very, very easy decision for me. How do you think that the, the house, well, you said, you said that you wish you could reproduce this program across the country. What is it that you think that might be holding school systems back from something like this? Because Henrico has been doing it for so long now. Is, is it something that could be replicated as a, as a national program somehow in the future? I would think so. And I, I believe the program has received quite a bit of attention recently. Uh, I know we've we've had more news coverage. Uh, you know, when we when we break ground on a house, you know, we're getting an opportunity to be on TV with the news so people can see it. Uh, we actually had, I believe, a school superintendent uh, from a county in Idaho last year visit and spend some time with us to look at the program to try to figure out, you know, what are you guys doing here? This is this is impressive. So we've had some relationships with with areas around the country. And I, I definitely think it's something that if you think about how long it's been for this to take place and to get where it's at today. And there may be other programs in the country as good, but to put this together in a in a short time frame, it, it would be a challenge really for, for most systems, most school systems, I believe, because a lot has taken place hours and hours and hours of volunteer over the years. Volunteers just taking their time and, and spending so much time making this happen. And the progress is amazing. And where it's at today is, is just incredible. Uh, but for someone to come look at it and say, boy, where would we start? I mean, how would we, how would we get this thing up and running? It, it's probably overwhelming. I would think to most school systems that would see it. And, and, um, but of course I know the volunteers that we have would be more than happy to meet <laughs> with them, spend time with them and help them, you know, get traction and get started. Uh, and it takes a lot of, a lot of giving to get here as well. I mean, we've had numerous people donate lots. Um, the county has helped tremendously uh, with, with um, providing some old lots that were just left behind and never developed, you know, and, and we'd pick them up here or there. So it's been a, it's been a lot of giving to get where we are. And it, it's, um, it's a big job. <laughs> well, Sean, didn't we interview that those representatives from the Idaho school system? Yeah, last we, year we got actually an opportunity to talk to them and they and they were just excited um about what they saw so um hopefully the message gets out hopefully the message gets out mike and uh that was sort of the uh the purpose for starting the podcast in general to create a more positive message of cte and help get the word out about how important these programs are and on the topic of that and i want to get your opinion on this eugene how important is cte programs across the country uh and uh, how is how important is it that we continue to support CTE programs across the country, 
um, as they are seen as really essential careers. I can't tell you how valuable it is to, to, to support it and to get it out there. I, there's so many opportunities for people to, to get started like I did. Who knows where you will end up? But learning a trade like we spoke of earlier, and, and it can never be taken from you. You have it. You can always fall back on it. I kept my electrical license for 25 years after I started selling real estate because I thought I still have it. They can't take it. It's mine. I worked for it. And if I need to, I can go back to it. So it was a great crutch, I guess, to carry me forward when I moved into the real estate business. Um, and, and there's so many kids out there, like, like I said, that are not college bound They're They're just not, that's not their thing. It wasn't mine. I didn't, I didn't feel a need to go to college. I didn't know why I would go and I had my electricity and I, I, I was happy with it, but I did make a change. And, and, uh, I think it's, it's just a great foundation for any student to be able to, to have that under them. And, and know that they can go anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world and get a job. Right. And I, I think that's extremely valuable and it should be spread across the country and, and we, should be, we should get students involved in programs like this as, as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, really all, uh, all of our, all the things we offer at CTE are considered essential uh, in my opinion, right, Mike? I mean, we're talking about skilled trades here. Like what would you do without your carpenter without the auto mechanic, without the mason, without the electrician, you know, uh, the world be in a rough shape without those folks. So CTE is essential, Mike. That is a saying we're trying to get going here, uh, but it is also yeah. really, really true. I mean, cause you know, it's like I've said before, you know, is, is these are, these essential careers allow civilization to exist. If we did not have these people, you know, we would not have homes. We would not have businesses, buildings to go to, the, we, we would not help. It just goes across the board. It, it, it doesn't matter. Everything that, you know, Henrico CTE is doing, every aspect, every one of our programs is creating connections to these essential careers in this country, providing our students with the essential skills they need to be successful. And I just, uh, I've been working for CTE for 60, over six years now. And I, I just, I'm just so surprised that I'm here and I'm thankful I'm able to, you know, just able to do our little, our part to try right. and, and help <laughs> students, you know, um, with their, um, you know, their ultimate successful lives, you know, with, by having them, you know, we're not, I'm not teaching obviously, but right. um, doing our part to try and attract the students to our programs and, um, and informing them of, of the opportunities that we're offering. I, I just think it's, it's, it's great that we're out there and able to offer these programs to these students. And hopefully we will be back in classes soon. So we can start doing that again next year. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I want to say yeah. thank you so much, Mr. Uh, Bardani for taking your time out on your day. And I know, no doubt you're busy. Thank you so much for coming out and well, not coming out for logging on. I always say coming out, Mike, for logging <laughs> yeah. on. I forget, like you forget with the social distance. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, we all want to be back in the office. Hey, we all do. We all do. But I want to send a huge thank you out uh, to you, Mr. Bardani for, for coming out and, and being on the show. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you need anything in the future, please let me know. 
We absolutely will. We absolutely will. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Hirico CTE now. CTE now. Before we go, I want to remind you guys check us out on our social media. Please follow Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at the handle Hirico CTE. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all of your fit, most favorite uh, podcast venues out there. Yep. So how like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. However you want to listen. Whenever you want to listen, wherever you want to listen, we have you covered. No excuses, no excuses, no excuses. All right, <laughs> All right that's it for us here. For Mike Roberts, for Eugene Bordani, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE. Now, until next time, so long, everyone.